0: Good morning and welcome to the fourth episode of the Sam Hossack Media Podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. He finished this past season with the Barry Colts after being traded from the Saginaw Spirit. Drafted 142nd overall by the Dallas Stars in the 2019 National Hockey League Draft. Please welcome to the podcast, Nick Porco.
1: Thanks for having me, Jose.
0: Absolutely, and uh, before we begin with the interview here, Nick, Obviously, Saturday was a very sad day for the hockey world as Colby Cave of the Edmonton Oilers tragically passed away. Uh, Just take us through where you were and uh, how you got that news.
1: I was actually uh, rainbow fishing with my cousin um, a little bit up north of the Sioux. And uh, uh, after coming out of the water, uh, I looked at my phone and, you know, went on Instagram and saw a bunch of people posting it. So, um, you know, very, very sad time. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, playing on the Oilers or you know their farm team so um you know really sad and uh, you know i wish uh, his family the best and i'm um, praying for him and his family
0: absolutely and uh for the fans this interview is going to be a bit of a longer one i work for the colts uh doing security so i'm good buddies with everyone on that team so me and uh, nick can have a little bit more fun than some of the other guests here and that's what our first segment is going to be here uh some of these questions are just complete jokes because we both know these guys really well. So uh, let's get into this right now. And uh, who is the messiest on the team that Clayton always gives a little bit of shit to about uh, their stall?
1: Oh, I'd have to actually go with Clarky. He's a disaster in the room. Like every all time, he even shoes out his stall. Like I hate to be a stallman. So oh, definitely Clarky.
0: Wow. All right. But uh, yeah. fu- funniest moment on the bus this season.
1: Oh, there, there's been a few. Like, I was thinking about that, and I, I have to say, like, just after a win and just how Brown, controls the music and, and the jokes he's tossing out, like, that's always probably the funniest.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Most likely to forget something in their overnight bag for a weekend uh, you're on the road. I would have said
1: Picard uh, before he got traded. He was a disaster for that. Um, but if I had to pick one, oof. Um, Probably, probably like cards or someone, probably cards.
0: Uh, who's one guy in on the team that is likely the mom of the group and uh kind of steps up to make sure whatever uh coach Millsy has to say is uh followed?
1: You know, I, I don't know if we actually have like just like one guy who's really like that, but like so I'd have to just give it to Biggsy as he's the captain and he kind of has to step it up times, but you know, we, we were a fun team, so it's hard to pick one
0: absolutely and uh who runs the music in the room and is it uh good or bad uh
1: it, it, it's usually either uh allinson uh brownie or uh, uh hadzi so uh you know what they're, they're all pretty good had gets get some weird stuff going on at times but uh i like i like uh brownie and uh, ali's choice that most times
0: for sure and uh was there any beef with Forster about that uh, number 71 when you came to Barry? You had that number in uh, Saginaw. So would, did, was that something you uh, kind of wanted when you got here to Barry?
1: Well, it's funny. Like, w- when I noticed he had 71, it wasn't a really big deal to me. I kind of wanted to switch it up, try a different number either way. But uh, right, as soon as I got there, he started chirping me about how he has my number and stuff. And said I could have bought him a Rolex and he would have gave it to me. But uh, it's all fun. Like, we joke around about it. But uh, it doesn't uh, really matter to me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, during any of the school visits that you went on this season, uh, what was the most embarrassing moment and uh, who got ripped on the worst in those uh, road hockey games that you saw?
1: <laughs> the, wor- the worst one, I have to say, it wasn't embarrassing for me, but it was made for Hadfield. Me and him went to a school and uh, usually they ask questions, but this school actually put on like a show, like, like competition between me and him. And there was one game. It was the one by Sa- uh, Saucer or K- uh, Gong Show, where you yeah. have to sauce the pup. It goes into like the little spots though that are worth points. Yeah. And I think he might have he might have put one in, and I'm just tripping him the whole time. And wow. I go up there, and I and I, I don't think I missed one. <laughs> and I'm selling to the crowd and stuff, just giving it to him. That was funny. Oh boy. Yeah,
0: that was funny. Uh, Best and worst video game player on the team.
1: Best, I'd have to say. Forrester's pretty good at Fortnite. He could play, and Bra- Brown's horrible. He thinks he's good. if you ask me, he say he's unbelievable. But trust me, as soon as you play with them, you'll realize right away he's not very good.
0: Yeah, I- I'd have to say Allenson's pretty good too. He completely rinsed me on a uh, chill last night. Couple of five nothing losses yeah. there, kind of embarrassing. Goalie didn't show. Goalie didn't show up, but it's whatever. Uh, yeah. Rookie Meals this year where uh, the Rooks had to pay. Was there one guy who would try and uh, pull up his nasty and try and go to their washroom as the uh, bill came?
1: oh wait, that, that's definitely put it. Definitely put it. I know he wasn't very happy that night with the big uh, whole bill thing. So, yeah, definitely put it.
0: Wow. Uh, loudest in the room.
1: Ooh, loudest? Probably stiff, Ali alley's always loud he gets loud at times when he gets going it's hilarious though but he gets loud
0: uh whose billet house was the uh go-to place for all the boys to hang out at
1: uh forrester and browns they, you know they have really good billets there we always enjoy going there for like bachelor mondays and we used to go to alleys a little bit for that but uh forrester and browns was definitely the spot
0: absolutely and uh what player uh would be the one to hang out with his girlfriend or family ahead of the boys. And I have to say, I'm going to go with probably Cammy here, but I'm interested to hear uh, who you got.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like your Cammy answer, but um, Nelson, Josh Nelson, oh. once he came over, oh yeah, completely attached to his, to his girl. <laughs> yeah. Best style. style on the team. Me, for sure. I guess I'm good style. But Brown's close. Brown's up there, too. He has some good style, too.
0: Yeah, and even Card, Cardsy yeah, at the end of the year, rocking like that Cowboy yeah, had a couple of heard, games. That heard. was, yeah,
1: that that was he, good. He has pretty good style, too. I like uh,
0: play with the best uh, car.
1: Best car. Oof. Um, I have to go – oh, Shreddle, Matthew Shreddle. He has a, bit, a big, like, truck, a nice Ford truck. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. Really nice truck.
0: And uh finally here, worst outfit of the year suit or uh casual clothes at any point this year in Barry that you saw.
1: Or, I know, I know Forrester and Brown are rocking these little like cowboy ties for a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of that. So I could probably choose that one, but like there has been some bad outfits. I just wouldn't remember the top of my head.
0: Absolutely. And that uh segment complete jokes. I know those boys will love it, but uh we'll get right into things uh here. So, uh, part one's going to be some minor hockey stuff. You were born in, uh, Sioux St. Marie, Ontario and played minor bantam with the Sioux Thunder, but made the move in uh, major bantam to the Vaughn Kings. So, uh, what led you to making that move?
1: I think it was just kind of understanding how much better the hockey was in Toronto. Um, you know, the amount of scouts that came to your games. And, um, so I played my, my minor bantam season there. And, uh, I knew that we were going to have a major Bantam team in the Sioux, but to following year, we weren't going to have a minor midget team. So I would have had to play the major midget. Um, and I didn't really want to do that. And, you know, I met a great family with the Ciccolini family down in Vaughn. And I went down for a tour during my uh, minor Bantam season to visit the Hill Academy and just kind of watch one of the Vaughn Kings games. And that's what I knew, like, this is what I wanted to do. So me and my family weren't really sure about it until August when I actually went into their room at night and I told them, like, this is what I want to do. And they fully supported it, and we made it happen. And honestly, probably the best season I've ever made in my life.
0: Absolutely. And that uh, minor midget season, you guys had a spectacular year. You played alongside guys like Costa Manikas, Thomas Harley, Nathan Stairs, and uh, Riley Piercy, just to name a few. Uh, talk to us what it was like to uh, play with all those guys.
1: It was, it was awesome. It, you know, we had, a, we had a good team my uh, major band year as well. But then, you know, to even have, a, I think, a better team, in minor midget, it was great. You know, you got to push yourself in practice. It's, it's not too often where you're playing minor hockey and you're able to go against you know two first round defensemen in battle drills or one on ones. Um, so you know, we had a great team. Even guys like Eric Gallini, who's playing at University of Michigan now, he was a great player for us. And you know, it was just uh, high tempo practices, and you know, it was fun to be a part of that team.
0: Absolutely. And uh, talk a little bit about the OHL Cup that year. Uh, how special was it to be able to be a part of that prestigious tournament?
1: Well, it's awesome. I actually got a memory in my phone not too long ago about when we actually clinched to make it there. And I remember how happy the boys were. Um, You know, great tournament. It was, you know, it sucked. We lost in the semis to the Nats. But, um, you know, it really got to showcase, uh, you know, my skill there. And I think that's a reason why I went, uh, you know, in the first round of the draft.
0: Absolutely. And uh, that season you attended the OHL Gold Cup in Kitchener. Uh, How special a memory was that for you?
1: Well, that was awesome. Like that, I still think that was probably the most fun tournament I ever had in my life. Um, you know, I got to play and beat guys like, you know, Tomasino, Cole, um, you know, just to name a couple there. But, uh, you know, great tournament, a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you're on the GTHL Blue team with guys like Tomasino, Ross, Matthew Hill, who you play with in Barry, uh, Cody Morgan, and others. Uh, what was it like to play with a sick team like you guys had that year?
1: It was, it was awesome, uh, you know. You felt like, you know, it was out kind of the first step after minor hockey where you realized, you know, what the competition could be like in the OHL is because you're playing with, you know, a bunch of the – pretty much the best players in Ontario. So, um, you know, it, it was it was an honor to be a part of that tournament and it was part of, you know, the most fun I've ever had.
0: Absolutely. And uh, what was your favorite memory if you had to pick one from that week?
1: Oh, um, I'd say we had we, used to, we had this little like team bonding exercise where we had a bunch of little like half pipes and we had to make a little ramp for like a little uh, ball or something. And it took all the boys forever. We actually we finally had it and it hit the rim and all the boys were losing it. So probably that one. Top of my head, that one.
0: That's awesome. And uh, that guy, you, that you, you guys had a good run, but uh, just falling a little bit short. What was the uh, overall message at the end of the thing when it uh, all kind of came to an end there?
1: Yeah, it, you know, I think the tournament, um, you know, a lot of it is to try to win it. you know, represent, you know, the league that you come from, which is the DTHL for myself. But, you know, another big part of it was to prove yourself to Hockey Canada to try to make it to the U17 um, tryout. So um, I think it was just, you know, after the, after the tournament tournament's over, if you could look at yourself in the mirror and say that you did your best, then, you know, everything's going to fall into place.
0: Absolutely. And now we're going to get into a very special day for you. April 6, 2017, uh, special day for yourself, family, and teammates. Uh, Take us through your draft day. Where were you, and uh, was it something you already knew that uh, Saginaw had you at fourth overall where you ended up going?
1: Yeah, uh, it's actually a pretty funny story to it that I'm going to tell. So it was, I think, uh, yeah, it was Wednesday night, and my agent called me just for one last call before the draft to see everything's looking. And he said, as of right now, you're going to Saginaw at number four. And I was ecstatic. I was super happy. Um, you know, I'm kind of preparing to be drafted by them. And uh, it was Friday, the night before the draft, the Greyhounds were playing in playoffs. And, uh, you know, I said, decided, let's go to the Greyhound game, you know, kind of get my mind off the draft. So I'm sitting there, and it's like the second period, and Saginaw calls me. And the guy asked me, but he's like, we just want to ask you some more questions. So he asked me some questions about myself and uh, Cameron Baber. And then he finishes the call with, uh, wherever you go in the draft, just know you'll, be, uh, you'll do great. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to Saginaw anymore. So I go sit down in my chair to watch the game, and I'm just shaking. I'm so nervous. I get a phone call, and it's Niagara calling me, who pick at number five, and they say, and they said, uh, you know, we're just asking you some more questions, but if Saginaw doesn't take you at four, we're going to take you at five. But you know, it it comes to see, it comes to that. Uh, me and Thomas C don't have the same agent, so he wanted us to kind of experience that draft feeling. So like it was all set up, which uh, I thought was pretty cool, but. Yeah, I knew for I knew since pretty much Wednesday until that kind of happened. But um, I was here in the Sioux. Uh, my whole family came over and uh, washed the draft. And then once my name was called, we all uh, we all celebrated.
0: Absolutely. And that night at that Greyhounds game was probably uh, very nerve-wracking for you. You probably were thinking, holy crap, did, did someone from yep. uh, Saginaw come and see me at this game and think I'm talking to Sioux under the table or something when you're getting a call like that? Yep. No, uh, that that year's draft very stacked. Uh, Ryan Suzuki, Tag Batuzzi, Blake Murray, Graham Clark, and Jack Hughes uh, were some of the superstars to come out of that top ten. Uh, was it very yep. special for you to be a part of uh, probably the best draft class I'd say probably since Connor McDavid's year?
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was cool. You know, you got to see you know all those good players, and you know to have your name amongst them and you know, kind of battling them all year long to try to see who goes higher. It was it was really cool. And, you know, it, it's a moment, like, I'll still remember that day for the rest of my life.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you guys had 12 guys go that year. Uh, you led the way going uh, fourth, Thomas Harley at 14, Tyler Gilbert's 86, Monique's 87, and uh, Ashton Reeser, 88, so three guys in a row from you guys there. Uh, just talk about some of the guys on your team that you saw drafted that day and uh, how happy you were for them.
1: Oh, I was super happy. Um, you know, you get to see Harley, who I, who I thought was so underrated in minor midget. You know, and as you can see right now, he's really making himself as a top defenseman for his age in the world. Um... But I was really happy for him. You know, same with Gilbert, Steos, Smedekis. But uh, one guy I was really happy for was Reeser, Ashton Reeser. You know, he was he battled for our Kings team all year. He blocked shots, played the right way. So to see him going, to see him playing for Sonya now is, you know, I'm so happy for him.
0: Absolutely. And uh, on the draft day or the days after, who was uh, one person that you heard from that uh, really shocked uh, you that reached out to kind of say congrats on getting drafted?
1: I'd probably say, like, just like, for example, Trevor Daly. Um, you know, obviously he plays for the Toy Red Wings. And then, uh, so he lives in the Sioux in the summer. So he reached out to me when he saw me, and that was pretty cool.
0: Awesome. And uh, now take us through the moment you got the call from Hockey Canada to go to the under-17 development program in Canada, uh, in Calgary there. Uh, was it a little bit of a shock to you? Was <laughs> it something that you uh, might have expected to happen?
1: Uh-huh. It was something I kind of expected just because of where I went in the draft, and you know, seen from the past. Um, but you know, you it, something I also was, you know, I expected it, but you never know what can happen. Right. So, um, you know, I was prepared for either way. And then well, once I got the call, you know, it was such an honor and I was so excited to uh, get down there.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, take us through that experience. Uh, what was some of the stuff that they had you guys do out there? Obviously Calgary is a beautiful place to be having a tournament like that and, uh, how they help you guys on the ice.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it was great. Like, um, you know when you when you go there and you and you do and you do like that kind of camps you really understand why hockey canada is so successful like the stuff they put you through and and how professional they are it's 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 unbelievable so um you know it was a very very tough week it was probably the hardest week of my life but it was so worth it you know it so much pride coming out of that week and met so many you know guys from different leagues and you know I'll be friends with them forever
0: absolutely and uh if you had to choose one guy from the W.H.L. and one from the Q that uh, you that was on your team that year that you either still watch how their career is going or uh, still talk to you a little bit. Uh, who would those guys be?
1: Uh, one guy I actually room with uh, for, the, for the camp. His name was uh, Jacob Peltier. Uh I believe he went to uh, Calgary in the draft. And uh, one he's a great guy. And then one guy from the from the W.H.L. Uh, is probably Braden Snyder. He's, uh, you know, a great, great friend of mine. Um, you know, really good guy and, uh, you know, great, great player as well. So I'm wishing him the best of luck in uh, this upcoming draft.
0: Absolutely. And uh, what was your favorite uh, memory of that uh, week?
1: Oof. Um, oh, it was a tough week, but I had to choose one. Um, we, had a little, we had a little bit of like a shootout one game and I made a pretty nice move. So probably that one. But, um, you know, there is a lot of things I just can't remember off the top of my head. So, uh, but it was a fun week.
0: Absolutely. Now uh, heading down to St. Or to Saginaw from uh, Sioux at sixteen. Uh, what was your first overall impression of the city?
1: Yeah, I, I you know I love the city there. I think it's I think it's a great city. Um, you know, gets some passionate hockey fans, and uh, you know I was really happy to get drafted by say, you know.
0: Absolutely. Uh, first training camp. What was your experience during that uh, week? And who were some of the guys that uh, really helped you out there?
1: Yeah, I was I was pretty nervous going in, but um, you know when you have when you have guys like Keaton Middleton who are coming up to you and talking to you and you know and supporting you, it's you know helps a lot. So guys like him, um, you know Brady Gilmore is another great guy, uh, Damien Giroux who I lived with my first two years. So um, you know having them by your side and kind of guiding you is uh, really helpful, and you know it made it a lot
0: easier. For sure. And uh, your first OHL exhibition game, uh, how big were the nerves you had, and uh, where was your first exhibition game?
1: Uh I I yeah my first exhibition game would have been uh, in Saginaw against the Greyhounds who I idolized watching my uh, growing up. So um you know I was actually I was lucky enough to score that game so that was pretty cool as well but uh that yeah, was pretty good.
0: Now first OHL goal during the regular season uh how did it happen who made it possible and what was the uh, go-to seller you had for it?
1: Uh so what happened I believe that uh Pruder had the puck in the corner. Um, we kind of did a little scissor. He passed it up to Crawford. Um, Crawford made a nice little, you know, shimmy at the blue line, got a shot through, uh, found the rebound, tucked it five-hole, and then uh, kind of just kind of blocked out, I guess. It went on my <laughs> knee and did a big uh, and touched the ice. So typical first gel goal celebration, I guess.
0: For sure. And uh, during your rookie season, you played 57 of the 60 games, uh, which is high for a rookie at 16 in the league. Uh, What helped you kind of stay in the lineup that year as a go-to guy?
1: I I think just my skating abilities really let me step into the league and and kind of feel comfortable pretty quick. Um, But, you know, Troy Smith had some trust in me. And, um, you know, I played some good key minutes. And then especially in the playoffs that year, I played a good amount as well too. So, um, you know, just kind of being consistent every night, working hard. And, you know, the coaches will notice that.
0: Absolutely. And now going into your second year in the league there in Saginaw, doing something very rare to uh, anyone in that league uh playing in 67 of the 68 games and ending up playing 83 of the 85 games that year uh how daunting of a year was that and uh how did you keep going without getting sick or even hurt throughout that year
1: oh uh, you know i just kind of keeping the body healthy um you know i i had some i had some bumps in the road where um, you know, I had a couple injuries. Like for example, the one game I missed in the regular season, I had a flu. But um, turns out I was I have I have bad eczema, so I got pretty I got infected from the eczema and stuff. So that was a whole disaster. So I didn't feel very good for a couple of weeks during then. But um, just staying healthy, like taking care of my body, and uh, you know, just I, I, I didn't I, I don't like uh, missing games. I like I like uh, playing in them. So do whatever I can to stay in the lineup.
0: Absolutely and uh, second year you played with uh, Cole Perfetti who was in his rookie season at the time. Uh, what did you learn about him that season and uh, how special a player is that kid?
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. <laughs> you know it's pretty uh, it's pretty much all you can say like you know his first game Um, I think he put up two goals. I know he put up two goals might have had an assist in there you know for his first OHL game so that was like the first like okay this kid's pretty good and then you know you know you're kind of waiting for like you know a 16 year old when is he going to kind of slow down and kind of you know but he didn't stop he just kept kept producing kept producing and then awesome. that's where you're kind of like all right like he's for real and then to come in this year where you know you hear people saying uh oh, we'll see what he'll do without tipping and stuff and then he he puts up 100 and something points this year so you know he could he could put up points no matter what and uh he's a great player
0: absolutely and uh I think it re- it really helped them. Um, uh, nothing against you here, but when that trade went through for Suzuki, there, those two on that top line, the yeah. snag and all that, okay. he was just he was firing points, and it helped you too because you came in the berry and we're getting a lot of ice time too. So I think yeah, great, that trade really worked out for uh, anyone really. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now back to that second year there. Very tough way to end the year. Uh, 3-1 series lead over the Guelph Storm. I think everyone might know the story, but uh, your goalie there, Ivan Prosvitov made sure. a, probably one of the stupidest plays a goalie could have made. I, you guys might not even know what the thought process there was, but it was after a whistle, I believe, and he just baseball batted that puck into the stands, and they ended up kicking him out of the game for that. So. uh, take us through what the uh, overall moral in the room was uh, after that, knowing you guys uh, were only up three to two going into a game six there and like he might be gone for the rest of the series. Like he ended up being.
1: Yeah, it, it was tough. Like, you know, I, I always say that, like, I, I think seriously, Ivan Prozatov was the best player I've ever played with so far. I think he's unbelievable. And, you know, for, you know, he was so solid all year long. And then, um, you know, he does that play, and, you know, none of us can really say anything, though, because, you know, he, he was so good for us that he was one of the reasons why we were in there. So, um, you know, it obviously sucks that he, made that he made that play and did what he did, but, you know, it's part of the game. Stuff happens like that. You know, Lennox came in. He played great for us. Um, you know, we just came short of a great uh, golf uh, team, but, uh, you know, um, something you could learn from that whole run of the playoffs, and, you know, I'll, I'll remember the whole, whole experience for the rest of my life.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Prasvatov, great goalie. Privilege to see him play the last couple of years there. And he he was even doing cartwheels at some points in Saginaw after wins when he was getting the stars of the game. So awesome to see that. And uh, obviously, tough way, especially when your goalie gets hurt or suspended. And I guess that kind of caught up to Ottawa that year as Guelph went on to win when DiPietro for Ottawa went down there. So it just kind of shows that you need guys like that in your lineup to help you win it's not it's not just forwards and defense there yeah
1: all
0: right now Bodie Wild is a guy who is a bit of a wild card uh coming this in the Saginaw that year uh wild card in the sense they played two years at the U.S. National Development Program and not a lot of guys that play in that uh on that team for a couple of years even think about coming to the OHL because how prestigious that uh program is uh, how big of an addition was he to the stack D? You guys had there because he finished with, uh, I believe, eighty points his first year there.
1: Oh, it, it was huge. He, you know, he he stepped in right away and, you know, quickly made him made his name for one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, you know, he, he played extremely well for us. He was a huge, you know, a huge reason why we went so far in playoffs. You know, he really uh, he really saw how serious he took the game in playoffs. How dialed in he was. He he was you know, a treat to watch. Um, great player though. Great guy. And, uh, you know, just great teammate in, uh, in overall.
0: For sure. And, uh, that second season with Saginaw was your draft year. You put up 24 goals, 20 assists for 44 points in those 83 games. Uh, who were some of the teams that, uh, had talked to you that year going into that draft?
1: Yeah, I talked to, um, pretty much, you know, I think every, every, every team. So, um, but actually every team besides Dallas. So that was the kind of the weird thing. Um, So when I got my name called by Dallas, I was pretty surprised, but yeah, I talked to pretty good on our teams, Um, you know, just try to play my best every night to, uh, you know, get more teams interested.
0: Absolutely. And uh, were you in attendance that second day for the draft or uh, where were you when you got your name called by the Dallas stars?
1: Yeah, it was something uh, my family, my agent talked about, um, and, you know, we came to the decision that, you know, I, I had prom problem the next day um, in the Sioux. We weren't really we – were, we, were, we weren't exactly sure I was going to go in the draft. We were pretty confident I was going to go. But, you know, it was kind of like would I rather go there and, you know, be nervous and, you know, maybe wait till who knows what round. Um, or I'd rather stay here with my family and have a nice party. Like we live on the water. So, um, so we decided to stay home. And, uh, you know, I – you know, I still stand by the decision I made. It was a lot of fun. All my family came over. But uh, the funny part of it is I actually ended up leaving for Dallas the next morning. So all, everything like prom and all that was washed away. But, you know, it's not a big deal. Obviously, I would rather go to Dallas.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, first initial training camp must have been something very special. Uh, take us through how it went and uh, what were the emotions like there?
1: Yeah, I, I was super nervous. It's actually pretty funny. Um... So I, I flew from uh, Sioux, Michigan over to Detroit, and um, I guess Dallas was getting pretty bad storms that night, so I was delayed for a, for a good amount of time. So I actually ended up finally getting to Dallas around 3 in the morning, I believe, and um, waiting for my luggage, and I went over to the oversights to get my hockey sticks, and uh, I actually ran into uh, Jamie and Jordy Ben. So, uh, I was talking to them for a little bit and, telling you know, talking about the draft and everything, and he was welcoming me to the team. So, that was pretty cool right there to, you know, you know talk to them right away and then to get to the rink, see the, see the Stars facilities, um, you know, kind of have a day of, like, what it's like as an NHL player. It was, it was really cool.
0: Absolutely. And, yeah, missing proms are a big thing, especially in high school, but it kind of worked out for you, especially with that delay, getting to meet a guy on the team right away kind of thing before you yeah. even got into Dallas. So that. That's awesome. Uh who is one player from the stars that uh, you had looked up to that you were most forward to uh, meeting in camp and what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think uh I think Sagan probably, just because you know he you know he's a goal scorer, he's kind of a flashy player, you know, he's on he's on social media, so probably just him. So to see him there. I was actually lucky enough to be in his practice group and you know to watch him on the ice, see what he does, what kind of movies he makes, where he shoots. So I watched him a lot. And that was pretty cool to, uh, you know, meet him and uh, talk to him a little bit.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you began the season this year with the spirit. Uh, take us through how your summer went going into your uh, third season there in the OHL.
1: I had a pretty good summer. Um, you know, I trained with uh, my godfather here with, uh, you know, guys like Baber as well and McKay, uh, just to name a couple. Um, so, you know, another good, another good season. I, was, I felt pretty confident going into my third
0: year. Absolutely, and uh, picking up seven points in 14 games to start the year. Uh, great start to the season. Was it a little bit of a shock when you got moved to Barry and that uh, Ryan Suzuki trade at the deadline?
1: Uh, you know, it wasn't really a shock. It was something that I was kind of, uh, I kind of wanted just because I wanted to get, you know, some more opportunities and stuff. And, um, you know, it was pretty, it was hard to leave Saginaw and hard to leave a buddies, but I just thought it was best for my career. Um, so, you know, I, I pretty much saw it coming. Um, you know, I was pretty happy when I heard that, you know, Barry was pretty interested, um, you know, and I made the move and, uh, you know, it's been going well so far.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, take us through your first day when you got to Barry, uh, what were your thoughts of the group of guys that, uh, they had there and, uh, how special was it to be a part of the uh, Colts franchise?
1: You know, I was, I was, I was pretty surprised. You hear, um, uh, you know, what is in Saginaw, we always had a really close team and you always hear like how close the spirit teams always are and that how, you know, teams near Toronto are not very close, you know. And, you know, as soon as I got traded, you know, Suzuki added me to the team group chat and right away, like I felt like i have been there for, you know, three years. So, uh, you know, guys like Brown, Tucker, Wilms, Forrester, you know, Forey really, he really uh, welcomed to the team. I was pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, happy with uh, how he welcomed me. Um, so just kind of talking to them and they actually invited me over that night, but I was, I was, I was with my billets kind of getting <laughs> to know them. So they were pretty mad. I didn't show up, but uh, yeah, they, they were a great group of guys.
0: Absolutely. For sure. Uh, obviously that this year was tough at the start of the year. A couple of big losses for Barry and they kind of went into a full rebuild with that Suzuki trade, but obviously it worked out. You came in, Koji uh, came in and a couple other guys came in there. Nelson with that, uh, Jason Wilms trade, but obviously it was a great second half of the year for a team that was in a full rebuild. Like two weeks before at the deadline, uh, what was it like to be a part of that group? The second half, where you guys uh, made that big comeback and were almost uh, Central Division winners.
1: Oh yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, to have a younger team where everyone's kind of doubting you, thinking like you know it's over now. We'll just we'll just you know play out the rest of the season and see what happens. And it was pretty much opposite, you know, I think we really picked it up. We really started playing some really good hockey. Uh, You know, it was fun to be a part of, like, you know, my first kind of, my first time really playing in front of, uh, you know, Ontario Canadian fans, you know, playing an Ontario team now. Um, So, you know, come January, December, when hockey really starts to pick up, you know, great crowds, that was really cool. So, yeah, just, you know, really good, really good group of guys, you know, had a lot of fun battling with them every night and, uh you know, uh, sucks that, you know, I think we could have did something in playoffs, but, you know, obviously with the, with the COVID-19 going now, the best decision was to, uh, pause the season and eventually cancel it. So.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, take us through that first game back in Saginaw, a uh, shootout moment for you getting that shootout winner. Uh, did you think, uh, Milsey was going to call on you there and, uh, how happy were you when that kind of went in?
1: Oh, yeah. Like I, I remember going back there and, uh, I every time I touch a puck, the, the fans were kind of on me a little bit. And uh, I ended up taking a penalty in the first period, I believe. And I was like, oh, I can't get any worse than that. And I was in the box, and they're all giving it to me in the box. Um, so finally, shootout comes. Like It goes over. Like, I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy with how the game's going. It goes to overtime. You know, it's kind of back and forth. I'm getting pretty nervous. And then uh, Forrester goes in the shootout, makes a really nice move. Um, already stands on his head for uh, for the shots, and then I was lucky enough to go in there. I was pretty happy when I got called, but also nervous. I got some booze on the way down, <laughs> and then uh, made the move, made the move, and then uh, when I went in, I felt pretty good.
0: For sure. And uh, yeah. what was your favorite memory from your 36 games that you played in the Colts uniform? Oof. Um,
1: I don't know. Like, I like if maybe my like, one memory would have been like the the little. Um, jersey retirement that was pretty cool um but like just kind of going to the rink every day with with that group of guys was always what was really fun great city you know i just it was just a really good time like you know a different kind of atmosphere
0: absolutely and that guy that obviously uh had to step away from some health uh issues this year was dale howard head coach of the colts before uh they brought in reichel Mm -hmm. and then Melzi here uh so uh, what did you know in a little bit about uh, Dale and how much did he uh, really mean to the franchise and Barry um, from what you saw from the other guys on the team there?
1: Yeah, like I, I remember playing when I was on Saginaw when I'd you know, I'd only played Barry uh, four times before that, before getting traded here. So um, you obviously know who, who Dale is, you know the name, you know he was a great player and a great coach. So, you know, when I got to Barry, I obviously knew that, you know, he, he had some health problems and I wasn't the coach at the time. But, you know, you get to see, like, images of him on the rink and how much he really meant to the organization. And, uh, you know, he started coming around the rink more often. And um, <clears throat> it, it was pretty cool to talk to him. You know, he's a, he's an NHL Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, he tried helping my game out. And I really appreciated that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to see. I know a lot of boys uh, shared that image across uh, their Instagram stories of him uh, ringing that bell of hope. So for anyone that's involved in Barry, that's obviously a very special moment to see a guy like that who's meant so much over the 9-10 years that he's coached here to see that. So uh, everyone in Barry is absolutely uh, happy for him for sure. And now here, just a couple more things here before I wrap up. Uh, best OHL arena to attend over your uh, three, four years in the league? Um,
1: I'm going to go Kitchener. I, I was a big fan of London, too. Like, London, London obviously feels like you're playing in the NHL rink, but Kitchener is so loud. Like, Kitchener is cool, really cool.
0: Absolutely. Uh, best road trip in the OHL?
1: Oof. So if I when I when I was on Saginaw, I would have said the northern trip up to Barrie, North Bay and then right. Sudbury. But now, now I'd probably have to say, well, I think the only road trip we really have is uh, is the Saginaw Flint one. So yeah. I'd have to say that one probably, easier. yeah.
0: Absolutely, and that those long road trips up to northern Ontario, especially coming from the states, must have been pretty long because yeah. you gotta do that. loop where you are doing most teams kind of do oh, yeah. it like Mississauga, then you go up to Barrie, then you're in North Bay, Sudbury, mm-hmm. uh, then up to yeah. obviously Sioux, but you being the Sioux guy, you kind of know how long those drives are, so you're probably oh, yeah. you're it's probably good. prepared the most on that bus trip for sure. Yep. Now, uh, who is the <laughs> best fans in the OHL to uh, play in front of? Obviously, we got some great fans in Barry uh, had some good games this year when you came in there after the trade deadline, some huge crowds, but uh, who do you think in the best fans would be?
1: Um, You know, obviously the Barry Colts fans, like they're, they're awesome. I love playing from every night, but uh, if I'm not going to be biased, um, I'd have to go with uh, Kitcheners as well. I think like, you know, they always, they always say they have the best fans in the CHL. So I think just, you know, when you have 7,500 fans in a building, it's, you know, and they're all pretty loud. It's pretty cool. But um, the Colts fans are for sure uh, my number one. And, uh, I, you know, I love how they support us.
0: Absolutely. Our favorite <laughs> OHL jersey that you have?
1: I'd have to go with uh, the Greyhounds. The Greyhounds. Uh, the Reds. They used to – I don't know if they wear them anymore, but they used to have the Reds with uh, just the, the Greyhound. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. I always I'm always liked their, those jerseys. But, you know, I, I did wear them growing up. So maybe that's why –
0: <clears throat> uh best road OHL dressing room
1: oh um Ottawa's up there Ottawa's a really nice one um Ottawa's nice um yeah London's pretty nice there's a couple nice ones but probably Ottawa
0: absolutely uh over your years in the OHL who was your favorite guy to kind of match up against uh in either Saginaw or uh Barry that you're like, holy crap! I'm lined up to this guy. That's either drafting the NHL. Or he's gonna kind of be there in the next couple of years. That you can see.
1: Yeah, my uh, so my first my first year in the league. Um, well, it was our first home game in Saginaw, and I was actually lucky enough to play on a line with Gilmore and Koski, which I think was the first line that game. And uh, I think line, I I lined up beside. I think it was Cliff Pooh, and I was like, okay, like that's like you know, I watched him obviously a little bit growing up. Uh, you know, when I got a little bit older, I watched the Greyhound. So that was pretty cool and obviously knew he was a great player. But, you know, to play against guys like Tyru and stuff it was obviously unreal. But um, I still always say that, like, the hardest player I've ever played against, though, was always uh, Mac Hallwell and the Sioux. Like, I just, I felt like he was so hard to get around and he was so shifty. Like, he was a pretty player.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. And there was a the, uh, moment I'll bring up here in the playoffs. I believe it was a couple of years ago of the uh – Greyhounds against I think it was Saginaw correct me if I'm wrong where they they pulled a couple uh shifty moves uh one guy scored a lacrosse goal and another guy went between the legs so uh what was kind of the uh message your coach was giving you guys there when you're down seven eight nothing and these guys are pulling lacrosse moves and I think it was uh Barry Hayden went between the legs and then kind of gave you guys a little uh gesture towards your bench so uh what was kind of the mood there
1: yeah yeah like it was you know it, we had the Sioux in the playoffs we, we were the eighth uh, seed and they were obviously the first they had a great team that year and um <clears throat> i was pretty happy to be able to play in the Sioux for playoffs and uh <clears throat> i think it was the second game right i think they did that yeah so both on sports now
0: yeah
1: and, uh so it happened i was on the bench and how does shell does the lacrosse move yeah I've never I've never seen that in person. Like I'm like, okay, that's you know, whatever. And like I think I think he made it like five one or something like that at that yeah. time. And I was like, okay. And then so my line goes out next. And uh, you know, I think in Saginaw was always like, if you get if the line gets scored on, you gotta go out there and have a bump back shift, which means yeah. you gotta dominate that we change momentum. So we got out there and we get hemmed in our zone a little bit and I see Hayton do the between the legs, and I'm in the slot watching it, and I'm like, oh, my. And I, just, I just saw this guy go between the legs after a lacrosse goal. And that's the whole year they were doing that, uh, this gesture of the hound. Yeah. That's when like, Bench did that. So, um, when, And then actually last year, my second year, we beat, we beat the Sioux in playoffs. And uh, if I remember correctly, a few of us were doing this kind of stuff, like kind of, yeah. you know, not for the year before. But, uh, you know, that was – it's a fun – the Sioux and Saginaw was always a fun rivalry.
0: Absolutely. And a guy I'll ask you about now uh, saw him, I believe, once this year, but Shane Wright coming into the league at 15. Obviously, you hear about the guys that uh, have come in at the league at that age, Aaron Eklad, uh, Connor McDavid, just to name a few. But Shane Wright coming in at 15. uh, How special a player was he to play against and kind of see the success he had uh, this year setting the records that he did out there in Kingston?
1: Yeah, like, you know, he was obviously, you know, a great great player. Um, You know, I I, – unfortunately, I missed a couple games against uh, uh, Kingston due to uh, my mono and a couple injuries or whatever. But um, one of them I I was able to – I only played against Shane once this year and it was in Kingston and uh, he had a really nice goal that gave. He was obviously – you could tell that, you know, he's going to be a really good player moving forward. Um, And then I I was actually uh, hurt for the other game when he was playing in Barrie. And uh, he made he had a couple of really nice goals that game and he played really well. And that's what you kinda realize, like he's only, you know, fifteen, sixteen years old and you know, he's doing what he's doing. Like, I don't know how many goals he's gonna have, mean thirty or forty. Like he's gonna be a great, great player. Like he's sensational.
0: Absolutely. I think he I think he ended up with thirty nine. I know he ended up with sixty six points, but he did set the throughout Max rookie record and t- even they have a a on his jersey too. At the, at fifteen years old, it's uh, that's almost unheard of. Now, uh, over your years of playing in uh, Saginaw, who are some of the top guys that you played with that have uh, made it on to the next level that you are uh, kind of happy with and uh, still talk about?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, Prozatov to name one. Um, you know, Tippett. Tippett was obviously he was a great guy, great teammate, great player obviously Um, McLeod we brought in with Tippett as well he was he was awesome I really liked him great player Um, Wild's gonna move on and be a you know I believe a great NHL defenseman Um, Perfetti's gonna move on you know Drew just signed a contract so you know those are all great guys uh, most importantly and all great players and you know I'm sure uh, if I missed a few uh, you know you'll end up seeing them there and then I'll be able to say I play with them one day so
0: absolutely and uh, Wild was a bit of a uh, head scratcher too this year so were you a little bit shocked when he came back this year from the AHL there or was that kind of thing where you're like okay like this kid needs to come back and play another year here and then get his feet wet a little bit in the AHL like he did a little bit this year but like is it do you think that move really helped him to solidify that he's gonna be an NHL defenseman now?
1: Yeah like I think like um you know I think kind of what happened is uh, in Saginaw training camp uh, this year, he uh, sprained his ankle pretty bad. And then he ended up just going to New York with a sprained ankle, and they kept him there. And then he ended up playing for the team. So I think that if he didn't have that sprained ankle, he would have been able to get off to a little bit better start in uh, Bridgeport. But he obviously did well. He obviously played some games there. And, you know, after last season, I was like, there's no way he could come back and get to put up 140 points as a defenseman. Like, that's how good he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um you know I was I was surprised on like I heard that there was talks about him coming back but I didn't really know when and I didn't know when the deadline really was and like it seemed like it like it was kept what I'm like okay they, they had to run out of time by now but ended up uh still having time and they brought him over and you know it was a huge addition for uh, Saginaw at that time
0: absolutely now going into next year going back into Barry, Bay you guys have a bit of a younger team now after that uh full rebuild, uh, how happy are you going to be with that group that we have there, a uh, bunch of O2s and O3s really, and obviously a couple of the O4s that might come in from the under 16 draft there, but, uh, is it going to be something that you're kind of used to adapt into, uh, with the younger team a little bit?
1: Yeah, like, I think, I think it'll be, uh, you know, you know, for guys that are, uh, you know, O1s, 2000s, you know, like, you know, a few O2s, like, it's going to be, uh, you know, an opportunity for all of us to really step up and be leaders on the team, um, you know, show younger guys what it takes. But, you know, like we proved last year that, you know, a younger team doesn't really affect us. So, you know, if we could uh, just keep playing our way, you know, listen to what Mills has to say, play our style and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do good and I'm excited for it.
0: Absolutely. And uh, what was the first NHL game you remember attending? Oh,
1: my first NHL game? Um, I think yeah, it was actually a, a tournament. It was before I was even playing rap hockey. I would have been like maybe like seven years old, and uh, my little minor hockey team from the Sioux went down to Detroit for a tournament, and uh, we watched a game with a Joe Lewis. So I got my first one. Absolutely. But, uh, when I when I moved, when I moved down to Toronto, though, um, I was lucky enough to attend a pretty good amount of the uh, the Maple Leafs games, which was pretty cool.
0: For sure. And uh, what is your go-to uh, pre-game meal?
1: Um kind of depends, but I've, I've really been to it lately, like the last couple of years. Um, I, 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 my mom brings me down these frozen lasagnas from this restaurant in the Sioux. And a uh, pretty funny story is uh, I was eating them all playoffs, and I was doing an interview in Saginaw, and it was against the Sioux in playoffs, and they had the game broadcasted in the Sioux on TV. And uh, the, the interview guy asked me, you know, what's your pregame meal? And I, and I, I told him that, you know, I get these frozen uh, lasagnas from Aurora's, and I gave him a shout-out on TV. And I guess that all the people in the Sioux saw it and uh and it was a pretty funny thing, apparently, some kids were going in there asking for them, so uh um, actually set me up with a few uh a few big uh, size lasagnas that I have in my freezer oh. and stuff that I eat. They set me up a little bit, which is pretty funny
0: all right he's pulling out the uh polco twenty uh promo code here we guess he yeah. talked now like this <laughs> all right, yeah. so uh a couple more here before we wrap up, but uh I'm memory me and Clokey had this year was uh, seeing Punnett's girlfriend come up from uh, Saginaw. I think it was this year. I don't know if any of you guys were aware of that, but uh, that definitely was a special moment. Just talk about uh, kind of the guy Punnett is coming in at the league at 16 and uh, how happy you were to see him have the success he did. And were, were you guys even aware of that like story? Did Clokey come down their room and kind of say, oh, Punnett's girlfriend came up from Saginaw?
1: it was pretty funny like you know I obviously met Punnett, uh, when he got drafted to Saginaw and I was there and uh, you know I kind of welcomed him to the team and stuff and I uh, I've always liked him. um you know I kind of bunked him a little bit in Saginaw and so um, you know it was tough to say bye to him when I got traded but um you know when you have know, game traded to Barry I was pretty happy and uh, like never really never really knew it like Anyway, a girlfriend and the card was like, "Oh, yeah, his girlfriends going put have a girlfriend <laughs> He's just going to get a girlfriend and uh he had to go from Saginaw, and you know she came down quite a bit, so I used to get on him. I'm like, just like,, come on. Like, you gotta come down the weekend like you really need her that bad, just bugging him, but uh you know he likes her i don't I don't know what their situation is right now um, but you know I never talked to her uh she seems nice though and uh you know uh." You know, if Pontus happy, then uh, good for him. But uh, that's that is pretty funny though. I remember mean, we we bugged him quite a bit.
0: Absolutely. And was there any situations like that when you were down in Saginaw? Were there any guys that kind of like that? Like I asked that about Barry. But what was that, what was the situation down there in Saginaw? I I feel like Perfetti or one of those guys would be the kind of guy that would choose the girlfriend over the boys or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, like um. There there was, you know, some guys had girlfriends on the team and, and Saginaw and stuff. Uh yeah, Profetti did have a girlfriend, but, you know, she came down she came down quite a bit, but uh, he was pretty good with it though. Um so yeah, it's just, you know, if you can manage it then uh you know, it's all fun and games. But uh, you know, if if you do have one and, you know, you're kind of uh, staying from the boys because of her, we're gonna get on you about it, but that's just part of it. So
0: now, what what was your situation this year? Did you get into that at all at Saginaw or Barry? And did you have any of those, the boys up here at Barry, giving it to you a little bit if you chose the girlfriend over the boys?
1: A little bit. You know, when, you, when you're when you snapping girls, you're talking to them a little bit, they're going to get on you about it, right? So, uh, you know, whenever that happened, Forrester and Brown would definitely get on me right away, that's for sure. Like They could call on that. Um, so that's pretty funny. But, yeah, it's just – it's all fun, right? Like uh, – you know, you look, you look forward to the chirps. Like, like, you know, when I move on from this league, uh, the one thing I'm going to miss the most is just in the locker room, just chirping each other, like, you know, just getting each other going. So that's, that's, that's the most fun.
0: Absolutely. And there's some memories over this season, you guys sharing some stuff on your Instagram stories and stuff. You shared a great photo of Brownie there with his, uh, yeah. necko that kind of went around the team a little bit. Uh, just talk a little bit about some of those kind of things that you guys did this year, just to, a little bit of fun with each other. Uh, how special were those moments for you, and what were some of the funny stuff that kind of went around from that?
1: Yeah, like yeah, to begin with, like that that brown thing that might have been the funniest thing all year, probably that, like because that's when the all of a sudden I was I was hurt and I came back to a game and I'm just seeing all the refs going around looking for neck guards. I I asked, I think it was Mills, like, "What's going on?" He goes, "When you were out for the couple of games, they they made a new policy where neck guards are really serious. You can't you can't because I would I would always get mine. that used to be like this thick. Yeah, and I would tape it so it'd, a little little string on my neck." And they wouldn't let you do that anymore. So Brown made a joke in Niagara. He goes, let me go take the face off. So he took the thing, and it was about this thick, and he had it right up. And he goes up to the picture, and he's looking at a little cheesy smile. Like, that That was funny. That was really funny. So um, he made a joke out of that. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff in practice, you know, in the room, um, you know, you know, hanging out with the boys at the mall and stuff. You know, I, I know one time we went to – you know, from being from the Sioux, you know it's pretty much just back roads here and stuff. And um, I like think it was me, yeah, it was me, Forrester Brown, and uh, Jet Greaves. We actually went to uh, this mall in Toronto, and I did. And I, I said, I'll drive, and I'm on the, I'm on the Gardner Expressway, and I can't do it. I'm freaking out. Brown's grabbing the wheel, turning for me. It's a disaster. I go, I go, just drive. I just get out of the car. I said, you drive. I can't drive on this yet. I gotta get used to it. So there's been a lot of funny ones like you know i'm sure if i went through my snapchat memories i could find a million but uh you know just a few off the top of my head
0: now you mentioned earlier some of those bachelor nights uh (laughs) just take us through who that kind of group of guys were and uh, how how into that show did you guys get there
1: yeah uh you know to be like at the beginning, I was never, never watched a bachelor, never really into it. They were doing it. They always say, Oh, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, and I'd rather just go home and just kind of play Xbox or whatever. And then uh, finally, I went to one and uh, got a notification that Eden Brown has added you to Bachelor group chat. And I was like, Oh, I'm like texting, I'm like, Oh, is this, is this supposed to be an honor or something, Brownie? So, joking about that. And then I, start, I started going to watch them. I got into it a little bit, but it was more about, you know, just going there, ordering food, having a good time. But like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that. But uh you know
0: that was a lot of fun absolutely you know you know it gets serious when you guys even have a group chat for that stuff for a tv show and just getting together and stuff and enjoying enjoying the time with the uh boys there now back to Saginaw a little bit uh what was your kind of favorite if you had one for a jersey style that you guys had if you guys had any special jerseys you wore throughout the season what were uh some of your favorites that you got to have on that you had your name on the back of that you kind of still have today. Like, Holy crap, this is a cool design that's different than like our normal yeah. jerseys. Obviously <laughs> in Barry, you guys just had the, t- the home away in the uh, alternate that was special this year because 25 years, but uh, with some of the ones you had in Saginaw there.
1: Um, so my first year we had a, we had a Superman night or, or superhero night or something like that. And we had uh, Spider-Man jerseys. Those were pretty cool. But, like, I was actually always a big fan of Saginaw's jerseys. Like, I really liked uh, I liked their home, the blue ones, the blue ones they have. Um, I was a little upset when I got there and I noticed that with the new OHL jerseys, they didn't have the white stripe anymore here. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, – I always liked those jerseys. But, yeah, like, you know, I've, uh, I probably – the Spider-Man are probably, like, the coolest, like, special jerseys we had. But then, like, I've always liked Saginaw's blues. Even the whites are nice, too. They're all pretty nice.
0: Absolutely and uh, who was probably one of the big alumni that you uh, kind of followed when you were down there in uh, Saginaw obviously biznasty came back uh, this year for a game there when you, uh, after you had left but uh, just name a couple of the guys that you kind of saw that were alumni that you kind of uh, followed a little bit to see how their career was going because you were playing down in Saginaw.
1: Yeah, um, so my draft year, I went uh, my OHL draft year. Uh, Second, I was going to be down for a little bit of a tour. Um, I think in March, right before uh, playoffs were starting, and um, uh, Phil Peronek was playing on the team at that time, the defenseman, and he was incredible. So I watched him, and then once I got drafted there, I pretty, I, you know, I continued to watch him. He came to a few games. Um, you know, yeah, Trochek, You know, his jersey's retired there. Brandon Sod. So there's a few of them that you really, you know, get to. Uh, to watch and kind of idolize so um yeah they've had some good players for that organization
0: absolutely and uh now final question here going into this summer obviously it's harder with everything going on uh with COVID-19 but uh what's your summer hopefully gonna look like uh to prepare to come back to Barry uh, next year
1: yeah I'm going to uh you know right now I'm training at home um you know I don't really like it as much as training the gym so I'm looking forward to the gym hopefully opening up as soon as possible um I like a routine, so right now I'm kind of, I'm trying to get a routine going, but it's hard when you're at home, but, um, so I'm training at home every day pretty hard. I run with uh, my cousin once in a while, um, and uh, we actually just ordered uh, a good amount of some uh, synthetic ice that we're going to set up in my garage, which will let me just sk- uh, skate around and uh, stuff like that, so get on the skates with the ice, and, uh, you know, just keep kind of training, and, you know, uh, get ready, because you never really know when you can get a call about anything. <clears throat>
0: absolutely well Nick it's been an honor like always I know we became really good buddies after you came to Barry and stuff obviously to anyone on Barry that uh first segment was obviously jokes we 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 all know you very well so some of those if any of the boys have issues I know we'll be hearing from it for sure for a couple of the guys probably but it, it was an awesome interview for sure and uh Look forward to uh, keep talking to you over the summer and wish you the best. And I uh, can't wait to see you in Barry again.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, you Appreciate it.